1: are Locked on Cougars. My name is Jay Catcher, host here on the Locked on Cougars podcast covering all things BYU, bringing you insider knowledge, opinion, analysis, and other information you need to know on a daily basis when it comes to the BYU Athletics Department. Thanks again for joining me on this hump day, Wednesday version of the show. Hopefully you guys are all having a great day. It's a blast to be bringing the show to you once again. Today we'll be talking about some injury news both good and bad for the Cougars here in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to catch up with a Hawaii insider, a former quarterback who I came to know via um, some random circumstances. He'll be joining us in the second segment. His name is Hunter Hughes. You'll get to know him in the second segment here. And then in the final segment of the show, uh, as we didn't do it yesterday with some of the other stuff that was going on, we'll get your recap of the former Cougars in the NFL and catch up on the former Cougars and the pros in the final segment. Once again, thanks for joining me today. Unfortunately, we do not have a lot Locked on listener of the day. I did not have somebody reach out that uh, wanted to get their name out there and let me know who they were. So if you'd like to be featured on the podcast going forward, please reach out. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter feed. My DMs are always open. My direct messages. You can drop in there and let me know what you think or who you are, etc. You can also hit up the show at Locked on Cougars, or you can go on Facebook and search out the community there under Locked on Cougars as well. And if you prefer, send an old school email to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, not a lot of time to waste today, so let's talk about it. BYU got some good and bad news yesterday. Kalani Sitake on his weekly TV appearance on BYU TV, the Kalani Satake Coaches Show with Greg Rubel on BYU TV, gave some good news about about a defensive back in Diane Gonwulaku, and then the bad news about linebacker Zane Anderson. So, here you go. Here's a clip from Kalani Satake's coaches show last night on BYU TV.
0: Diane's practicing now. We expect him to be back this week. Um, unfortunately for Zane Anderson, his season has come to an end, and he'll have surgery in the next week or so. Um, but we will redshirt him because he's only played in four games and he'll be a senior for us next year.
1: There you go, Kalani Satake. So Diane Gunwoloku back practicing with the team, which is a positive development because he, in my opinion, is one of the critical cogs in this BYU defense. Absolute ball hawk, seems to step up when the moment is biggest and get turnovers. BYU definitely could use him on the field this Saturday night against Hawaii. But then you heard the bummer deal about Zane Anderson done for the year will undergo season ending surgery. Unfortunate that he wasn't able to play an entire year, but there is some positives to this. The first of which is that he only played in the four games and, and under the current redshirt rules is able to redshirt. Doesn't need a medical appeal or anything like that that would have been the case in past seasons. So he's able to come back and play out his senior season, hopefully fully healthy in 2019. Uh, also, one other note, I, I wanted to talk about this. We're looking at this. Zane Anderson made the shift from safety to linebacker during this last offseason when the coaches asked him to move after some injuries in spring ball to Morgan Unga and some other guys that were looking to play that flat Linebacker position and Zane. The good soldier he is. He's a great um, teammate, a great player. He stepped up and said, "Sure, I'll do it." He tried to bulk up. He put some weight on. Uh, he tried to get stronger to be able to play the position because when you go from safety to linebacker, there's a lot more hitting going on. You're getting a lot of more hits on various plays. You're taking on linemen one on one, etc. So the positive out of this for Zane Anderson is the fact that he gets the year back, and now he can also spend this next year or so, or however many however many months he's going. To be out, he actually can bulk up. He can get stronger, pending what the injury is. They weren't spe- they weren't specific about what the injury was, and I would assume it would be something upper body, but you never know because he came back and played in the game against Utah State after being injured against Wisconsin but he can bulk up now, get to a more natural linebacker weight, hopefully retain the speed he had that allowed him to play safety in the past and come back and have a good year next year as a flash linebacker. The benefit also is the fact that BYU is very top-heavy in terms of seniors at linebacker this year. Riggs Powell, Sione Takitaki, Butch Pau, just to name a few, Uh, Adam Pulsifer as well. There were a number of linebackers that were set to graduate and Pulsifer, uh, sorry, not Pulsifer, so first speaking of Zane Anderson, he will be back next year to help this younger crop of linebackers who will be filling roles that have been vacated by these seniors. So I think it's a blessing in disguise for the BYU football program, having a veteran player who we have all seen is a very good player. He was second on the team in tackles on the season with thirty six come back, mentor some of the younger guys, and be ready to go for next season. So best of luck to Zane Anderson in his recovery. Hopefully all goes smoothly and it goes quickly. He's able to get back into, um, I guess, gaining weight mode, get ready for the season, get back to training full-time in short order, and get ready for 2019. Unfortunately, BYU will not have him the rest of this season, seeing as there are depth issues beyond that senior core, it feels like, at the linebacker positions. And word from Ed Lamb yesterday saying that Matt Hadley is now making a shift back over to running back once again. So – BYU's got to figure it out. Hopefully Matt Hadley's able to get back to the defensive side to help bolster depth, but it sounds like with some nagging injuries to Squally Canada and Bo Hodge, according to Coach Lamb, they needed him back on the offensive side of the ball, and he'll be there for the time being, and who knows? Maybe he makes a shift two or three more times before the season is out. So I wanted up to update you guys on this injury news there. Of course, there are multiple rumors flying all over the place that Zach Wilson is in line to get the start this Friday. No, I thought it was Friday. It was Friday's last week this coming Saturday against Hawaii I have been unable to confirm anything but if I hear anything I'll be I'll be certain to let you guys know on social media as well as here on the podcast always love keeping you guys up to date when it comes to everything you need to know about BYU so there you go some injury news coming up next we're going to talk with Hunter Hughes a former BYU uh, not a former uh, Hawaii quarterback who finished up last season, had some funny circumstances that led to me and him meeting. And I was, I was excited to get him on the show, talk about the Hawaii rainbow warriors from his unique perch, having been inside that program. So we'll talk to him next real quick though, before we go today's show brought to you by all guard, pest control and termite extermination, Seth Baird and his team. Absolutely phenomenal. Really appreciate them sponsoring the show. They have a singular focus on all things, pests, whether that's termites, mice, Ants, spiders katydids grasshoppers whatever you got they'll come out and take care of it you can go online look up all guard pest control their customer reviews are all five stars that i've seen i have never seen a negative review and that speaks to what seth and his team do they want to make sure you're taken care of there's no hidden tricks no gimmicks no hidden fees or anything like that they're here to help you with your pest problem and make sure it's taken care of once and for all check them out you can give them a call at eight 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control and Termite Extermination. Tell them Locked on Cougars sent you. Seth and his team will make sure you're taken care of. Once again, that's All Guard Pest Control and Termite Extermination at 801-851-1812. Getting the lowdown on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors next. This is Locked on Cougars.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
1: Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. Once again, thank you for joining me on the Wednesday edition of the show this week. Had a chance to catch up with a good friend and uh, kind of a funny story of how we met. He's a former quarterback at Hawaii. His name is Hunter Hughes. He was a backup his entire career at Hawaii after walking on there. Was awarded a scholarship his his final season of eligibility a year ago. Some fun stuff from him. Some good thoughts on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. So we won't waste too much time. But here you go. This is Hunter Hughes with me that we recorded earlier today talking about the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors and our unique uh, connection that led, led to us meeting so here you go hunter hughes with myself joined now by hunter hughes and we'll rehash how i met him here in a moment but hunter how are you this morning doing very fine. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Okay, Hunter, so I don't know how much you remember of how we met but I was out there with my wife and in-laws for a friend's wedding. Happened to go over to Turtle Bay. We got uh, Me and my father-in-law were playing golf and we got, we got paired up with this, with this young man who's playing golf and can hit it a mile and lo and behold, he's a quarterback at the University of Hawaii. Do you remember this?
0: Oh, absolutely man. Yeah, no, that was uh, a couple years back just uh, was trying to get some holes in actually in between practice um, and uh, happened to pair me up with this guy from, from Provo and we just started talking football a little bit and yeah, we stayed in contact, man. Pretty cool.
1: No, absolutely. And uh, so, you played under both uh, both Norm Chow and Nick Rolovich, correct?
0: That's right. Yeah, I played two years for both coaches.
1: Okay, can you um, recount how you... So, I know you're a kid from Chicago. I remember we were talking about this, and I was like, how in the world do you end up in Hawaii? So rehash it real quick for our listeners how you ended up going to the University of Hawaii and joining the football program there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, came out to be a part of this nonprofit out here called uh, Youth with a Mission. Uh, it's a non-denominational uh, Christian missions Association out here, uh, much similar to um, an LDS mission. Um, but uh, was out here long enough to kind of get in-state tuition. Um, and so, you know, I worked a few odd jobs um, while doing that and was able to get in-state and then walked on to uh, the football team my freshman year at quarterback. Um, just, you know, I happened to score the right the right time, right timing uh, for me to join the team. The, uh, uh, the team needed a scout team quarterback, and I was, uh, you know, thankful for the opportunity. And um, yeah, so I was I was there the last the last five years. So with uh, Norm Chow through the lows of our uh, of our program, and then uh, kind of now with uh, cool to see the transformation. Now with with where uh, Rolo has taken us. So I've definitely been there through through the ups and the downs.
1: Absolutely. So um, also another fun thing I remember seeing this last year. So your final semester was on scholarship, and can you recount how Coach Rolovich revealed it to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, um, anybody who loosely follows college football knows that Coach, Coach Rolo is a theatrical guy, mm-hmm. um, and so he he takes the scholarship reveals pretty seriously. Now, I did not play at all. For the listeners that are listening, I never stepped in the field once never you know actually contributed to the team in that way um i never once played but my role in the team was much more there for support and there as kind of that older brother figure for a lot of the guys in the team and you know for you know the powers maybe saw that that was enough to earn me a scholarship i'm still can't believe it to this day that they actually gave me one but the WWE came into town and uh, uh, Coach Rolo got the entire team tickets and we all went down to the biggest arena here on in Honolulu called the Blytheville Arena and we uh, we all got tickets to go down there and sure enough about halfway through Rolo gets up into the, the wrestling ring with um, New Day I guess they're a wrestling group mm-hmm. I, I don't really follow WWE a whole lot but um he got in there and grabbed a microphone and told the crowd that he needed me up on stage with them and I ran up there in front of, you know, I don't know, it was maybe like twenty twenty thousand people and um they pulled out the yellow envelope and gave me a scholarship in front of everybody. It was it was pretty awesome, dude.
1: Oh, absolutely! I, I've and like you said, anybody that loosely follows college football sees these scholarship reveals all the time. But to do it at a WWE event on national television, type of a deal, absolutely an awesome story. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, "Hold on, I know that kid!" So that was absolutely. I know
0: that kid. Yeah, no, it it got all the way. You know, the the video kind of went viral. Uh, went. You know, USA Today, obviously ESPN, Scott Van Pelt was actually pretty cool. He he called it the, the coolest scholarship reveal he's ever seen. So, um, yeah, no, very, very special. Um, I still look back on that day, and I get teary-eyed, man. It was a very, very cool way to kind of end my senior year.
1: Absolutely. So, Hunter, I want to ask you, so we'll, we'll get to the football now we've yeah. seen Hawaii yeah they kind of down in the dumps but this year they're 6 and 1 they've brought back this run and shoot offense you played for the first two years under coach Rolovich in his first part of his tenure what has led to this surprise start to the season in your opinion
0: yeah you know i uh it's i work at a golf course out here so i you know with all the the local fans—they're mm-hmm. they, always wanting to know the same thing, and I love talking about it. it it's not just one thing. We—we've made a lot of changes between last year and this year. Um, the two years that I played under Rolo, we—we we had much of the same run and shoot scheme that we are still running um, till today. Um, the big—the big change is that we—we kind of made that. Um, Systemic top-to-bottom identity shift in our offense from being sort of a run-pass option with a little bit of run-and-shoot to full-fledged run-and-shoot offensive scheme, and so that's you know really been able to open up our passing game a little bit more. Um, on top of that, we, we've we've made some um, we've made some necessary changes in our personnel, uh, mainly in our our wide receiver core between last year and this year we we just had some toxic personalities jake that we need to get rid of um that have really helped us build to where we're you know we're seeing the results that we are to say um the run and shoot's really big on the wide receiver and the qb working together in unison in terms of how they make reads because a lot of the times they're making reads on the fly um, and in order to do that, you need very disciplined wide receivers and people that aren't just there for, um, for their own gain and they're there for the betterment of the team. And uh, so that's a big part of what, what the success that we're, we're getting right now. Plus, we've got a, um, we've got a QB that um, is an extreme dual threat. Um, I tell people all the time if he's just halfway accurate. Um, Cole McDonald's true gifting is his running. I mean, he's a four-five um, speed quarterback. It's just it's outstanding to, to watch that kid run. And um, our um, our wide receiver core, you know, with JoJo Ward, Cedric Bird, and obviously John Ursua, we've been able to um, maintain some sort of a high. You know high powered yards after catch uh wide receiver core. Uh they're not so much gonna be running down the field on, on you guys, but mm-hmm. it's more catchy short and they're they're extremely shifty and extremely smart guys. So yeah, I I look at our I'm looking at our uh our record right now and I still can't believe we're six and one. It's pretty pretty cool to to still be affiliated with the team, man
1: yeah absolutely so the last we heard is cole mcdonald is hopeful of playing this week he didn't play last week against wyoming Uh, anybody that's watched hawaii this year i think can acknowledge what you're saying his his true gift is his ability to run but he has proven to be quite the capable passer what if he is able to play on saturday what should be what you fans expect to see
0: yeah i mean i uh so Cole Cole's actually somewhat of a younger brother to me. We, we've lived together the last um, two seasons, and uh, so we, we still go to church together on Sundays. He's fully expecting to play this Saturday. I'd I'd be surprised if he isn't going to play. Um, I uh, you know I I think I think this is the BYU Hawaii showdown that that fans are looking for. I really do. Um, you know we've we've kind of. Uh, Failed to uphold up our end of the bargain, you know, um, the last you know, better part of the last couple of decades, I guess you would say. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm really hopeful that this can turn into the rivalry that it, you know, it has in the writing. Um, and I I fully expect this to be this to be a shootout. I I don't expect us to have anything less than four or five touchdowns. Um, and I'm extremely optimistic, and I believe in our guys. Um, one matchup I am really, really looking forward forward to watching is actually Dylan Colley on your side going yeah. up against our defense. Um, uh, transfer from Hawaii, so I'm I'm excited to see Solani Tavai our middle linebacker, hit him a couple of times. Just <laughs> that's an inner squad, you know, a little rivalry right there. So I'm I'm excited for that too
1: yeah absolutely so uh, we actually so we had a chance to talk to Dylan earlier this week during media availability at BYU and he kind of described how the the BYU-Hawaii rivalry is viewed through the eyes of um, Hawaii warriors of course he grew up with his dad his brothers all went to BYU yep. so he understands it from both sides in your mind what does the rivalry look like from the islands looking at BYU from all the way out in the Pacific
0: oh it's, it's big man um you know, from the the days of the early '80s till till now, I mean, we we kind of live in the the shadow of this Hawaii BYU monster. And <laughs> um, for whatever the reason is, you know, I growing up in Chicago, I personally don't really understand it a whole lot. Um, but uh, I'm starting to see it now, living out here. I, it's almost as if you know the big brother. BYU is coming over to to face the uh, well. Hawaii is doing their best, you know that that kind of younger brother situation over here. Um, And you know the the couple times where we were able to um, to to get it done against BYU. I know we, I think we beat Detmer back in the nineties. Yes. Um, And then uh, when Rolo and Stutz and uh, the current coaching staff, whenever they uh, they put on a show against BYU at home. At Aloha Stadium in like, um, it was a 01 I believe 2002. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are still today regarded as two of the best football days in Hawaii football history, and I'm talking about that goes up there with even with the Cole Brennan days of us making it to the Sugar Bowl. For for some reason, the Hawaii fans I don't know if it's. Um, Maybe it has the the simplicity of LDS having such a stance out here in Hawaii that many people are not only familiar with BYU, but they're understanding with the LDS connection out here as well. So maybe that has something to do with it. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but it is a big deal. Um, I can assure you that.
1: Absolutely. Well, Hunter, um, last thing for me before we let you go. Uh, What are your future plans? What's, What's in store for you? You know,
0: uh, I'm just trying to walk through any door that, you know, God opens. Uh, at, at this point, I don't really have a, a strong plan other than that my, uh, my, my girlfriend's over in France teaching English right now. And I got an opportunity to uh, go over there and play quarterback for a team in uh, the south of France. And so I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. It kind of dropped in our laps. And um, I'm thankful that my days of strapping up the helmet aren't quite finished yet. Um, I would love to get into coaching one day and uh, um, we'll just uh, we'll just see how that goes, but um, future in front of me right now I'm focused on this BYU game because I would love to uh, give the Cougars a run for their money in Provo.
1: Absolutely. Well, I, I can speak to one thing. You may have a future in golf as well, so let's... let's uh...
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, bro. <laughs> I have to keep an eye
1: on that. Well, I appreciate the time. I know it's early over there in Hawaii, but thank you so much for waking up and taking the time to join me.
0: No problem, Jake. Appreciate it, man.
1: There you go, Hunter Hughes, joining me here on Locked on Cougars. Really appreciate him getting up early. Four hours behind Utah is what Hawaii standard time is. And thank him for waking up early, but it was a blast to catch up with him. Kind of funny. We did meet on a golf course, got randomly paired up. This kid can play people. He played in one of the amateur tournaments there in Hawaii and advanced quite far. And sounds like he's going to be heading over to France to play football. Wants to keep playing. And I can't blame him. Former BYU running back in Josh Quezada, or Juice Quezada as most of you might know him, is doing the same thing playing in like Finland or somewhere like that in Europe and football's growing worldwide of course it's nowhere on the level that it is here in the United States but there are leagues out there looking for players and looks like Hunter Hughes is going to be one of those guys going out to play if you guys want to thank Hunter for joining the show he's actually the inaugural guest on this podcast if I really think about it so thank him for taking the time we'll be doing more of this going forward you can follow him on Twitter at Hunter Hughes underscore 12 that's H-U-N-T E-R-H-U-G-H-E-S underscore 1212. One, That's Hunter Hughes' Twitter feed. Uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate it if you guys reached out and thanked him for joining us on the podcast. We'll be happy to catch up with him again in the future. It was fun to talk with him. He loves to talk football. So awesome to get some of his thoughts. Alright, we'll take our penultimate time out. Here we'll come back, get you updates on former Cougars and the Pros, including a Jimmer update playing back here on the home soil here in the United States of America last night. We'll get you an update on that next. Before we do that, I need to tell you guys about one of the other sponsors on today's show. And of course, that is Vivid Seats. Of course, Vivid Seats is an online ticket event marketplace that's dedicated to providing you fans of with live entertainment and experiences that'll last you a lifetime. You can see your favorite teams, artists or even the best theater performance is in person. They want to make sure that you have great prices and an easy purchasing experience. So that's what they've built with Vivid Seats. Of course, with the promo code LOCKEDON, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time listener or sorry, a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store, download the Vivid Seats app, then you enter that promo code LOCKEDON when you're per- making that first purchase to receive that $20 off. Your order of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer, Vivid Seats. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by their one hundred percent guarantee, so that'll give you the peace of mind there. Check it out, guys. That's Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On to get twenty dollars off your first order of two hundred dollars or more. Once again, check it out, Vivid Seats using the promo code Locked On. The NCAA tournament is almost here. Locked on Cougars is your daily source for all things BYU insider knowledge and everything you need to know when it comes to BYU football. My name is Jay Catch. Thanks for joining me here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Of course, today's edition of the show brought to you by All Guard Pest Control. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. They're out here in the Utah area to make sure that your pest control needs are taken care of promptly and they don't come back. Seth and his team are absolutely phenomenal. So also check them out, All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control. All right, as we wrap things up today talking about former Cougars in the pros. We'll start off in the NBA ranks where Jimmer Fredette last night, everybody, playing for the Shanghai Sharks of the Chinese Basketball Association. He was in Houston last night for a game against the Houston Rockets in preseason action, and boy, did he show out. Shot uh, 40 times in the game, connected on 16 of those shots, had a slow start to the game, but finished ultimately with 41 points in the game, showing off what he can do on the basketball court when you give him the ball. Fun to see Jimmer. He's he's a singular player, just in his ability to light up the scoreboard, similar to what he did in the basketball tournament earlier this summer, making that run to the semifinals of that tournament. Fun to see him playing against an NBA team. Uh, we'll see what happens in China this year. I would expect another big year. He has former NBA big man on his team in Luis Scola playing alongside him. So I think the Shanghai Sharks, who are owned by former NBA big man. Uh, NBA big man Yao Ming of course played for the Houston Rockets which helps I think build this um, games between the Sharks and the Rockets in the preseason but cool to see Jimmer back on the court and best of luck to him this season as the CBA gets going off to the NFL here updates for you Jamal Williams he found the end zone uh, over the weekend but it was for two points It helped Green Bay in a 31 to 23 loss to Detroit started at running back once again did Williams Had six carries for 33 yards and two receptions on 33 offensive snaps, which is the most among Green Bay running backs. Continues to play kind of that running back by committee role, but Jamal continues to get the start. So best of luck to him. Of course, he's probably their best player pass protector in blitz pickup, and that's why he's probably getting the starts. We all know that Aaron Rodgers is very frustrated with the offensive scheme in Green Bay, so we'll see what happens the rest of the year, but good job to Jay Swag Daddy on his performance over the weekend. Uh, the New England Patriots beat the Colts 38-24. to Kyle Van Noy started at a linebacker in that game. He had eight total tackles in the game, six of them solo stops. He played 73 defensive snaps and 10 special team snaps in that game. Got a lot of action. There for Van Noy last week. He continues to just stand out. It's, he's almost steady now, he just does what he's supposed to do. John Denny, the long snapper from BYU, the Iron Man that plays for the Miami Dolphins in a 27 to 17 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Denny had a special teams tackle while playing S8 special teams snaps over the weekend in that game. Also update for you when it comes to the Chargers and Michael Davis. Of course, I talk about all the time how Michael Davis has been an absolute phenomenon to me making the roster as a special teams ace, but he's garnering a pay. And hats off to him. He had an assisted tackle while playing 14 defensive snaps as a substitute. He also played his regular role on special teams with 16 snaps on special teams there. So hats off to you. and Michael Davis, man, I think it's a fun story to see him doing what he's doing. Uh, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 28-18. to 18. I'm a Niners fan, and it hurt to see that happen. But BYU linebacker Fred Warner continued to play relatively well. Kind of a down week considering the start to his season. He started at Mike Linebacker in the game. He had three solo tackles while playing all 51 defensive snaps for the 49ers on defense and also 12 snaps on special teams. So good on Fred for continuing to show out well. Finally, as we wrap things up, Taysom Hill had a big time performance on Monday night. He scored his first career NFL touchdown in the Saints' route of the of the Washington Redskins. Cool to see that, but he also got a front row seat to see history made as Drew Brees became the NFL's all time leading passer with a sixty two yard touchdown pass. So cool to see Taysom Hill continue to be mentored by Drew Brees. You hear Drew Brees and Sean Payton there with the Saints talk all the time about Taysom Hill's abilities. Who knows what the future holds for Taysom, but scoring his first touchdown, hats off to him in the win there. And then a final couple other notes is that uh, Bronson Kafusi was inactive for the Jets in their game over the weekend. And Ezekiel Ansah continues to miss time when it comes to playing for the Detroit Lions with a nagging shoulder injury. Here's hoping he can get healthy because he is in a contract year despite being on that franchise tag with the Lions. All right, there you go. That's the show for this week. Really appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, before we go, I do need to talk to you guys about Sling TV. I've talked to you guys that I am a cord cutter. I quite enjoy it. I like the ability that I can, if I really need to, I could cut off my TV programming whenever I want. There's not a contract. Sling TV is just that. And, of course, they're your best place to watch college football. You don't need to just want to watch the game. You need to watch those games if you're a BYU or a college football fan. And in general... Are you, are you sick of paying for 20 channels that you never watch, and you just want the channels you want to watch, mainly sports? Sling TV is your option, guys. Thirty dollars a month will get you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and all the other college football channels you need. You can stream them on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the TV, gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time, which is what I love. Check it out, guys. Guys. you can go to Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners, get your seven-day free trial by going to Sling.com slash Locked On. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash Locked On. Check it out, guys. Sling TV may be the option for you. It is the future of sports programming, in my opinion. So check it out. SlingTV.com slash Locked On. All right. More tomorrow. Have some updates from practice for you. Maybe we'll have a quarterback update. Who knows? It'll all be covered right here for you on Locked on Cougars. This has been Locked on Cougars for October 10th, 2018. Hey, Prime members.